0: A constitutional think tank for every American concerned about the infringement of our liberties. This is the Federalist Forum. Good afternoon, friends and patriots, uh, particularly to the crowd over on Parlor. This is the Federalist Forum, and I'm your host, Tom, who has been known to expose liberal BS. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today as we talk about some truth and uh, maybe even a little levity. Uh, In previous podcasts, I have focused solely on how the events unfolding around us in 2020 can be foretold by uh, our nation's founding documents. And I will certainly keep some of that sprinkled in today. But we'll also be taking a tangent, a sharp tangent, to air some grievances. Um, I want to start with a nod to free speech I mentioned parlor a minute ago, and I have to say it's been the most refreshing social media experience I've had in a long time. Uh, I joined more than a year ago and steadily became very engaged on the platform, and it is a true medium of free speech. Now, does that mean everything goes? Of course not. Much like our rights as outlined by the U.S. Constitution in supporting Supreme Court cases, with all rights come some responsibilities. Parlor's terms of service and their community guidelines use the backbone of those aforementioned documents to protect speech that does not fall under nefarious categories. Uh, I mention all of this because my first grievance today, while it's really more of a laughable antidote, is the extraordinary lack of intelligence that I've seen displayed on the platform from some of the new users among the radical left. Uh, Most of the liberals that are signing up appear to be more fascinated with cartoons and their own ass sometimes cartoons of their own ass, than having any kind of reasonable or substantive discussion. It's been mostly sophomoric temper tantrums from them. Um, and all those who have followed me for a long time on Parlor and before that on Twitter will say, but Tom, you seem to have done outrageous things with everyone's mother. Uh, and those stories are all true. In all seriousness, it's immediately apparent that some of these mindless garden gnomes on the left have no interest in a real dialogue, just playground, you know, games. And lucky for them, or probably unlucky for them, I entertain those games. I have no problem playing down to their level. Uh, Which, on parlor, can be quite fun, because they can't get someone jacked for calling them the bitch-ass, whiny, multi-gendered twats that they are. Uh, And there, there seems to be... A 90-10 rule among the left, where 10% are capable of at least stringing a few sentences together, uh, even if it's just parroting CNN talking points, but the real garbage, or the gold as I see it, is in the 90% of these jackasses who are there to troll and are just taking one beat down after another with no one to cry to. To that note, I want to give a shout out to the content moderators on Parler who were just slammed with reports with a sudden spike in new users. They have been unbiased and and let many things go, and, and rightfully so. Some things may get under your skin and they may be vulgar, but they have the freedom to say those things. If we allow Parler to become an echo chamber that expels the liberal voice, no matter how insane that voice is at times, we are no less complicit than Twitter in destroying free speech. We're just doing it from the right side of the aisle. Uh, Parlor is a free speech platform that embraces those ideals for everyone, so for those out there doing so, stop calling it a conservative Twitter and stop treating it like Twitter at all. It's not Twitter, and thank God for that. Now, our freedom of speech ingrained in our Bill of rights uh, was aggressively lobbied for during the debates of the constitutional convention that prefaced the birth of our u s constitution. The Federalists and Anti-Federalists, while opposing in their views of what a new ideological America might become, set their differences aside to build a framework that incorporated balance for all, the the nation as a whole, and the individual states and its citizens. I've stated this in previous podcasts, but I'll state it again. Our U.S. Constitution comes largely from the Federalist ideals as outlined in the Federalist Papers. Our Bill of Rights, on the other hand comes largely from the anti-Federalist ideals as outlined in the anti-Federalist papers. Both of these periodicals should be on everyone's shelf. Every American should have these. In fact, with all of the wasteful spending that our government enables, it would cost pennies for them to send these two books to every household in America because certainly they aren't being taught in schools anymore. This brings me back to the grievance as it pertains to those affectionately known as liberal trolls. You know, there is a Supreme Court decision from 1969 that is often referred to as the right to be repugnant. Um, I won't go into details again here today because I have discussed that decision in previous podcasts in more detail, but the Brandenburg versus Ohio decision ultimately preserved even the ugliest speech so long as it was in line with what would become known as the Brandenburg test or two-prong test, and the elements of that test were that, you know, it would be illegal... Um, or against the ideals of free speech, to speak or share material that was intended to cause both intended to cause harm, and had the imminence and likelihood of law lawlessness based on that speech. So it's a pretty um, it's a pretty strong test, a strong litmus test for what's truly uh, objectionable. You know. And, the long and short of this is that we're always going to disagree with things that counter our ideas they're ingrained in our values and they're important to us So anything that goes against that is gonna it's gonna bother if you think about the things that are your pet peeves that drive you nuts the things you value are often the very opposite of those so anytime we come across things that are uh, upsetting us ideas we're hearing it's natural that it's gonna bother us and We're not going to like those ideas, and in many times we're going to consider them offensive. But our constitutional rights are based upon the barometer of law, however, and not the circumstantial and subjective determination of an individual's idea of what is offensive. Of course, just as people have a right to say things you may not like, you have a right not to hear them. Utilize the options that many social environments deploy Uh, to be able to mute or block those you don't wish to engage with or that you don't want to have have further engagement with you my preference is to mute them quite honestly because the little pissants continue to blindly lob their faith that way thinking that they are accomplishing whatever sophomore bullshit they think they are accomplishing they want our attention and nothing makes them crazier than being ignored so when you mute them they just keep rambling on, and they don't really realize you're not seeing it. You don't see their comments. You don't see their notifications. They're just not there. However, you know, anybody else can still respond to them, and so they'll take a beat down from somewhere, but they don't have your attention anymore. Yeah. on to my second grievance today, and I'm going to borrow a term that Katie Hopkins used earlier today in reference to Ilhan Omar because it's brilliant, and it's hilarious, and it's true, Um but you, know, when will the GOP get their act together and do something about this treasonous hand grenade and a headscarf that is calling for the dismantling of a government whose very oath she swore to uphold? I have spoken at length about Ilhan Omar in previous podcasts, and I've blogged about her transgressions extensively, including the inconsistencies around her timeline in coming to America and the fact that after I published that article, her record was mysteriously changed on both Google and the Congressional Registry to more closely align with the dates that had been um, that I had found discrepancies with. Uh, you can find that article at exposingliberalbs.com. It's titled, uh, Ilhan Omar's Timeline of Deceit. In fact, if you just Google that title, Ilhan Omar's Timeline of Deceit, it should be the very first result that comes up. Uh, miraculously. I'm actually quite surprised that Google hasn't suppressed it or further buried it in their search engine, but it is the first thing that will come up if you type that. Uh, Again, Ilhan Omar's timeline of deceit. You know, this, this piece of human waste serves no purpose for the country, no positive purpose whatsoever, not as a citizen and especially not as a fraudulent member of the United States Congress. And this is a product of a lot of problems. It's our PC culture combined with revisionist history, passive ignorance, and the general intellectual laziness that have left us very vulnerable to the Eastern radicalism being lobbied for by people like Ilhan Omar. And anyone with even just a high school grasp of the history of the Middle East and origins of Western civilization cannot honestly deny 1400 years of savage and precedented behavior islam has one central goal and that is the destruction of the west and its ideals it's not an exaggeration and it's not racism it's well-documented truth you don't have to go much further back than even just a hundred years ago to find the collapse of one of the biggest and most violent empires in relatively modern history Uh, the ottoman empire which saw its demise with the conclusion of world war one had seized and conquered lands in europe for centuries If you look up the Ottoman-Hungarian Wars, or the Siege of Vienna, or any other number of battles from the 14th through about the 17th or 18th centuries, uh, Muslims had enslaved or killed millions of white Europeans centuries before Europeans stepped foot on American soil. Um, And by the left's very own logic, we ought to be persecuting Muslims, not whites, for the sins of slavery past. This is just one more instance in a pattern of mindless bullshit that comes from little arguments. It's right up there with the stolen land argument here in America. In most cases, Native American tribes were well compensated for the lands they gave up, and in many cases, they did so willingly in trade for some of the riches and goods offered by the settlers. Now, does that mean that it was all peaceful? Of course not. We know that there were terrible atrocities that occurred, and we've spent more than 150 years acknowledging them and atoning for them, and attempting to memorialize them. Of course, that's before liberals started tearing down all of those memorializations. The real irony with that topic, though, is that Native Americans weren't the first Native Americans. Um, There have been countless scientific studies that have determined the earliest human roots in North America can be traced from Siberia and other areas of what was widely known as Eurasia at the time. Uh, But why would liberals ever consider science when it doesn't fit their agenda of grass-fed, semen-powered skateboards. It's uh, never in our history, I tell you. I was thinking about this the other day as I considered different points in our American history and the history of the world, really. Uh, Because progressivism is something that's always been around. I mean, we wouldn't be where we're at today without it. But it gets to a point at a pace that's manageable in quantities that's manageable. Too much... Progression too fast is not a good thing, Uh, and that's where we're at today. But, you know, I've pondered different points in, in our history, and never in our history has such a significant portion of society been so mindlessly ignorant and out of touch with reality. They ignore science. They ignore history. They ignore the rights of others. They ignore law and order. They ignore personal accountability. They ignore basic cause and effect. They ignore the fact that the people they elect continue to use them. They ignore all of those things in the name of love and tolerance, ironically. I Just imagine being that goddamn stupid. It's, it's frightening. Uh, it's comical, too, but it's frightening because so many people are sucked into that vortex of insanity. Um, there have been periods of enlightenment throughout history of the world, and even in our short United States history, liberalism will often at least bring with it some semblance of cultural advancement. But not this group. This breed of liberals that mutated during the Obama administration are some of the laziest, dishonest, unintelligent, most insufferable and counterproductive land goblins in the history of human civilization. And there will be nothing positive written about them in future history books. And if filthy dust buzzards like Ilhan Omar get their way, there won't be much more U.S. history to write about at all. So what do we do? Um, we know how we got here, but you know what changes from here? And we see um, just how passive and useless the GOP is. And that is just as frustrating, if not more frustrating, than the actions of the left. Um, it's It's disgusting, quite frankly, and it's shocking in a lot of ways. Uh, But it's telling, and at least they are revealing themselves. Because I tell you what, the way we do this is to turn those seats. And the useless GOP representatives need to be flipped out in the next primary cycle. We need conservatives or libertarians to run who stand by constitutional principles and will truly uphold their oath. Patriotic heroes who will stand up to these country-killing Democrats who are more concerned with erasing history than building America's future. You've been listening to the Federalist Forum. Thank you for your listenership and for your patriotism as we fight together to preserve the founding principles of our constitutional republic. Until next time, sapientia est potentia, wisdom is power.